you are here on purpose with a purpose by design. Yes, Dr. Angie is with me and you're going to get to hear her story in detail, whichever way she ends up being led to go in this hour we have together, but you are going to be so blessed to hear and, and to see and to just be a part of today's episode as and Dr. Angie pulls back the veil a little bit for us on her life and some of her even recent experiences because she's a powerhouse woman of God. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, welcome her with me. Hey, Dr. Angie. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pamela. This is a wonderful and awesome opportunity. I consider it a blessing. Thank you so much. And I tell you what you have done in terms of bringing forth the women of the power voice has been an awesome thing. And I'm so glad that we have this awesome community of women who have come together, their power voices in and of themselves, but collectively the, the power is just amazing. So thank you for including me as part of that. I consider it a blessing. Oh, you are a blessing. And yes, the movement of the women of the power voice has been nothing short of miraculous and amazing and just seeing women all over the world unite for the cause of sharing their story to bring it out in other people for other people to know the power of their voice and the life-changing power of our voices in somebody else's life is so cool and uh, so dr angie we're going to get into your story but for those that don't know you tell us who are you? <laughs> wow. Well, first and foremost, I am a child of God. I am a believer and I know the power that Jesus rose with on that third day. So I am excited to be a daughter as well as a vessel that can be used by God to make a difference in this world, to be a part of the kingdom building process. So I'm just ecstatic about that. And I certainly understand and recognize that this is a calling that has been placed on my life but i also recognize that it's challenging and it's difficult and needs others with us so that's why i see the women of the power voice to be such a phenomenal um collection of women because we all need each other we're not in this world by ourselves we don't live in a vacuum we live in a community in a kingdom where all of us are necessary. All of our voices are necessary. Where We've all been given a purpose and a plan as his word tells us. And in that word, it says that he has plans to prosper us. And that is who I truly seek to be. Someone that can not just be prospered, but someone who can prosper others. So that's first and foremost, who I am. And then secondly, I am a wife and a mother of four daughters, four beautiful daughters that I'm so very proud of. And also a daughter and a sister and cousin and all those things. And I say all of those with all the hats that we wear, we wear so many hats, but they're all equally important. They're all different, but they're all equally important. So I really, truly understand that I have been appointed and assigned to a number of different roles. 
and I take those appointments and those assignments very ser seriously. And I know that I have been anointed to fulfill those roles. So I am blessed and highly favored, as they said. But I also recognize that to whom much is giving, much is required. So I am doing my best and doing my part to give back and to be able to be a vessel that God can use and to be able to be someone that people can reach out to and talk to and, and get what they need here on earth. Because yes, we have all the power in heaven, but on earth things get a little difficult sometimes. So we need those, we need to be able to have someone that we can reach out to. And I just love the fact that so many people have chosen me to be that one for them. And I use others in the same way. I understand the power of connection and relationships. That is so powerful. You said that we wear different hats. And that's so true, isn't it? Like all the different, and then you named some from wife to, to mom, to daughter, to friend, to cousin, to obviously Dr. Angie, minister, child of God. But then you said, I know that I am appointed and assigned to these. And then you said, you know that you are anointed for each one, which means that you know that it's God's power working in you and through you. And, and as you said that, I went, you know what? That's powerful. For There's somebody, somebody's out there today that needed to hear that, that they're graced for it. Yes. They're graced for it. This journey is a challenging one. It's difficult. I will never ever tell anyone that the journey is an easy journey. Right. It's adventurous. It sometimes causes us, us to veer off path. And it sometimes is rocky, the terrain. Yeah, we have smooth moments, but in every journey, there are peaks and valleys. And when we are in those valleys, that's when most of the growth takes place. That's when the learning takes place. That's when we can see the lessons that are in front of us. And we must work to pass those lessons and those tests so that we can have a testimony and bring someone else along with us. See, our journey, our life, our travels, the things that we do are never about us. They're about how we can be a blessing and how we can give others hope and inspiration and motivation. And the only way we can do that is by experiencing it ourselves. So we must learn to really look at our experiences and our challenges, our iniquities and all those things that come along, our adversities, those things, not look at them from a bad light. But recognize that his word is true. His word says, lean not on your own understanding. And his word said he can use all things to work together for the good for those who love the Lord and have been called according to his purpose. So once you understand that you have been called according to his purpose and you know that you love him in your heart, your mind, your everything, your being, then you're able to use no matter what the situation is, the circumstance, no matter what it is, no matter how big it is, it's never too big for him. It is that we must be able to recognize it for what it is. It's an opportunity. When we run into these challenges and these, these difficulties, and, and it's funny, my grandmother used to say difficulties, so I was really struggling with not, <laughs> with 
not say that just now. But those challenges, those adversities, they're opportunities. And they are opportunities to give him the glory, to glorify his name. And that's what it means to glorify his name. Because when you're going through, we all go through storms. That's part of life. But when we go through the storm, the, the key word there is through the storm. We don't get stuck in the storm. We have to find refuge in him, find strength in him, find coverage in him, and find the way out through him. He is the light. And when we follow that light, when we trust and we believe, then we can get on the other side of the storm. And when we get on the other side of the storm, it's our duty, our responsibility to turn back and give someone else a hand, an extended hand. Reach out to them and say, hey, I just made it through. Watch that pitfall over there on the right. Watch that that detour over there on the left. I'm here for you. I reach, Just follow what my hand is telling you because I'm following him. I'm listening to him. I'm not doing this Dr. Angie's way. I, I'm doing this God's way. Jesus is saying to you, do this, do that, and it's better. So what's better for me may not be better for you, but at least I can share that experience with you and give you something to think about and how to tweak it and make it work for you. It's just what we're here for. That is so powerful. And, you know, you said that you would be able to give direction or leading to somebody else. And I'm thinking about the Apostle Paul when he said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? Yes, absolutely. Didn't mean he was perfect, but he meant he had an aim and a target. And that he certainly had learned how to overcome and how to look for the good. And you had talked about opportunities, seeing the opportunities and not just the difficulties. And what, you know, that just disperses darkness when you say that, because it shines a light of hope. You know, in a world where there's a lot of things that are going on, I mean, all you got to do is turn on the news, right? Yes. yes. Things all over the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> Constant negative, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But that's all you need to do to see what's happening on a national scale or a global scale. And then you bring that, start to narrow that into states, families, communities, and individual lives. Mm -hmm. And what you just said seeing the opportunity for God to move, not just like, oh no, another problem, but an opportunity. Boy, that is taking every the the the, the devil, so to say, and flipping him upside down. I mean, yes. taking it and flipping it upside down, like the whole thing, the rock, whatever, and saying there is an opportunity here. There is still hope. Yeah. And that's a big takeaway from what you just said was that there is always hope and that as you go through that and you realize there's hope and you look for the opportunity, one of the biggest opportunities is to be like Paul and lead somebody else. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. That's so powerful, Dr. Angie. And I know that I needed to hear that. And I'm sure that there's so many people listening and viewing right now that are going, okay. So as I'm walking through this, and as you said, you know, when, when you're going through that darkness, and as uh, Dr. Dr. Legendary Les Brown says, um, when you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> right. Yes. I love that. And it's so cool. 
You have been through some stuff. So you have been through the quote hell and kept going. You have been through some dark things. You're not speaking just because it sounds good. Like this is eloquent and it's going to be the pep rally to keep you going. In this out of experience. So tell us about some of these things that you've been through and how they've changed you. Yeah. So uh, when you have been on the earth for more than 50 years, you have experienced a lot of things and I am no different. I have experienced many things. Uh, you name it, I probably have some close experience to it. So whether it be bankruptcy, whether it be um, molestation, whether it be abuse, whether it be near death, whatever those things are that we all encounter that so many of us have encountered, while we haven't encountered each and every one of them, we have encountered the equivalent to it. And what I recognize now in my mature years is that those experiences are for us to be able to lead and guide and direct others but we must do so with in consultation with God. And so I have always been one of those people who kept all oh, my experiences. These are my experiences. This is my business. I kept it close to the vest, kept it, you know, this is my business. You don't air your dirty laundry. You don't, you don't tell people your business, all this stuff. And in recent years, I've come to realize that that's not what God intends. He intends for us to let others know that I've been there. I have experienced that. I've experienced some of the things that you have experienced. And and I I say that not as as Les Brown says, not to impress you, but to impress upon you mm-hmm. that through the glory of God, you can get through. And not only can you get through, you can get through with blessings and with the beauty of a lesson. And see, we have to recognize that lessons are good things. Lessons are those things that they may not feel good when we're going through it. But once we get through and we get to the other side of the storm, we can turn back and we can be able to show others what that is, what that looks like, how that how that journey looks for you, how it looked for you. Because each one of us have been called to be the hands and feet of God. See, God is a spirit, but he has given breathed life into us and given us these bodies, these wonderful vessels, these these things that we can use to to really be available to one another to be available to our brothers and our sisters and we do that through the senses that he's given to us the gifts of sight and hearing and smell and taste and feel and all those all those senses have been given to us that we may be able to create an experience that we can share so when we can share the experience and we recognize the power of sharing that experience that's when the when the beauty comes forth See, God will give you beauty for your ashes. We all have ashes. We can talk about those ashes all day, every day. But that's not what we have been called to do. We've been called to speak on the beauty because the beauty is where the power lies. So that's what I see as one of the most significant and beautiful things about Women of the Power Voice. And thank you so much, Dr. Pamela, for having that vision and bringing forth that vision. You and Sheikha worked diligently and obediently to bring forth that that work. And yes, it is a tangible work, but the work that happened behind the scenes, the work that happened in each and every one of the individual women, that's where the focus should lie because that's where 
the beauty happened, where we turn, where God turned those ashes into beauty for us. And the, the, the book is a really nice piece to have in your hand, but what happened inside is what matters. See, a lot of things happen to us, but what we need to recognize is that what happens to us is really happening for us. And even more importantly than that, what's happening in us. So you mentioned about some experiences that I've had. I've had a load of experiences. And that's not bragging. That's not anything. What I'm here to say is God is good through it all. He is good. And I want to share my most recent experience because I think that experience encapsulates all of those experiences. So most recently, I was uh, hospitalized because I had contracted Legionnaire's disease. Unbeknownst um, to me, I was very sick, didn't realize how sick I was. Thank God for, for my husband who recognized that I was truly sick and got me to the hospital. So this was an ordeal. We really were at a time and a place where things could have gone either way. And when I say either way, I could have made the decision. And I know it was a decision that I had to make. That decision was, do I move forward and go ahead and cross over into the other life? Or do I stay here with my family and stay here on this side of the dirt, as they say, on this side of earth where I still felt that I had work to do? However, it was a challenge for me. I had just, in, in the weeks prior to that, I had lost a number of people. I'd lost my father. I'd lost my uncle and my godfather. So I had lost a lot of people. And I just named two there, three there. But in, in the weeks and months leading up to my own near-death experience, I had experienced so much death. Uh, we know that COVID has not been kind to a lot of families. Yeah. COVID had its toll on our family and our church family and our extended family. So as we look at devastation and we look at death, we have to, if we're going to survive that and learn to use that as part of our story, we have to look at it differently. And so in the weeks leading up to that, I said to my family, to my husband and my mother, I said to them, listen, if anything happens to me, if I get sick and I'm in the hospital and they ask you, what should we do? I want you to let me go. I am at peace with God. I'm ready. I can go. Hmm. Well, that sounded good. I even texted to him, emailed it to him, made sure that everybody that needed to know knew that. That was about three weeks before this event that took place in my life. And when I say event, it was a life-changing event, an eye-opening event, because my eyes opened. Because when the doctor said to me, we're running out of time, do you want me to resuscitate or not? I was stuck. I was really at a place where, oh my gosh, I just told my family I was ready, but now I'm seeing my life pass before me. I'm seeing my little 10-year-old daughter waving to me with a tear running down her face. And as I look at that, I'm saying, oh my gosh, I still have work to do. God, help me. Help me make the right decision, not the easy decision, because the easy decision is, bye, see you guys, love you, I'm out. That's the easy decision. Yes. But the right decision, 
is to have that conversation with God and ask him, God, what do you want from me? Do you want me here on earth? Do you want me in heaven? Where do you want me, God? And as I had that conversation, and mind you, I'm sure all of this was in milliseconds, but God works through speed. So he has God's speed. And as he worked through that in my heart and my mind, when the, when the doctor came back to me a second time, and thank God she did, because originally I said to her, no, do not resuscitate. She came back the second time, right before it was just almost there. I was at the brink, right there. The, I could see the light. And when I tell you that seeing the light is real, and see, I've always been a believer. I've always had faith. I've always had God in my heart. But when people talked about that light and so forth, I was like, mm, okay. I wasn't truly convinced. I tell you what, I'm now very convinced because I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt to prove it, so to speak, got the light to, to prove it. And I tell you, it's in that conversation that I have with God that I realized, oh my gosh, I am not ready. I still have work to do. You gave me an assignment and I'm trying to ditch out the door before I finish the assignment. Wow. And the assignment is God-given. You've given me every single thing that I need. The thing that's holding me back is my will and my way. And God, I'm going to ask you to step in and give me your will and your way. God, I'm going to ask you to tell me what you need from me. I'm constantly asking you for what I need from you. Through prayer and meditation, I'm, I'm talking to you. But am I really listening? And I realize that God sends, as we mentioned earlier, the hands and feet of others. Those people who come to us, those are truly where we're supposed to give our attention to because there's power in our tongues. Our tongues are the difference between life and death. And when we are in heaven, we don't have the opportunity to have somebody reach out and touch to us to be that tangible, veg that tangible vessel that they can touch. And our family, our loved ones, our friends, even our acquaintances and people from afar and now with the internet, we, we can give voice to so many people. We need to be here. And we need to be here and we need to be sharing his truth and his light. Because none of this is about Dr. Angie. None of this is about the wife, the mother, the child, the daughter. There's none of that that means anything as much as my relationship with Jesus. And I had that relationship I have had it for years. I've been a Christian and a believer for since I can remember. But that wasn't it. What was it was that conversation right there at the brink. And that is the part that I just cannot ignore. You cannot not share that. I have to share that story. As difficult as it is for me, as I told you, I don't want people in my business. I don't want people seeing me being vulnerable. I want to be as transparent as I can be. This was a near-death experience. And when I say near-death, I mean my toes were on the line. And I mean that I was there. And it was here. Here it is, Pamela. Here it is, Dr. Pamela. The women of the power voice came together and prayed for me. 
They knew that I was standing on that brink. They knew it. And one, one woman, Dahlia, one of the women of the Power Voice, reached out. She reached out to Yashika, and Yashika gathered and, and pulled together all these women for a prayer vigil for me. And Dahlia said to, to Yashika, Dr. Angie is trying to make a decision. She needs our help. Now, I didn't know that at the time. I had no idea that any of that was going on at the time. But I now know, this is why I say the backstory behind the book matters. Had I not been in that anthology, I would not have had that power. That's power that came from the women of the power voice. Their voices mattered. They took their voices and they used them for good. They used them to reach out in prayer, to reach out to Jesus, to reach out to God, and to let him know that he was sitting here with one of theirs. And I say one of theirs, yes, I'm one of his, but I was also one of theirs, one of the women of the power voice. And that's where the power lies. So as they prayed for me and they brought me to a point where I could make that decision, when that doctor came back the second time, I said to her, yes, resuscitate. Now, had I not had those prayers going on, People told me, in, in later weeks, people told me, uh, we were praying for you. We didn't even know why we were praying. We just got this overwhelming, overwhelming desire in our hearts to pray for you, a call to pray for you. People had no idea. Men, women, black, white, Asian, Korean, all kinds of different people of cultures, of, of different cultures, of different of dangers, of you name it, of different ages. All of these people came together and they prayed on my behalf. And that's the power of prayer. That's the power of connection, the power of bringing people together. And the reason that I'm saying this to you is because that's what the women of the power voice did for me. It gave me what I needed to come back from the brink. Yes, it's because of God. It's because he gave me the opportunity. We'd never have done it without him. But he trusts our will. God gives us a will. And it's up to us to decide what to do with that. And had I not been able to receive the vibe, the universe pull, the pull of the universe of the women of the power voice, I may not be here to tell this story. Well, I want you to know, I know I babble a lot. There's a lot in me. As a matter of fact, I wrote a book about this. It's called Back from the Brink, The Blessing of a Near-Death Experience. And in that book, I tell the story. I tell all of what I just said to you and give it a little bit of detail and let people know that this is serious business. This journey, this life, it's serious business. And it's never about us. It's about finding your why. It's about understanding what your purpose is. God gives every single one of us a purpose and a plan when we are conceived. It's up to us. It's up to us as individuals, because as I mentioned before, he doesn't just give us a purpose and a plan. He gives us our own will. And that's what we must work with. We must work with our will. Take that will and use it for our good. Use it to benefit 
the, the kingdom and the universe. Because when we don't do that, when we just live life by default and we just allow life to happen to us, that's not what God intended for us. He has plans to prosper us and our gifts and our talents that he gives to us. He gives those to us for a reason. And the reason is to fulfill the purpose that he has for us. And our gifts and our talents will take us to places that nowhere else where we could not otherwise go. There are 8 billion people on this planet. And there are 8 billion different purposes and plans that God has for each one of us. But we all work together. Like the systems of the body. Whether it be the circulatory system or the respiratory system or whatever. I'm not a scientist so I, don't want, I won't be able to get into all of those systems. But those systems of the body come together to create what we know as our body. And it's the same with people. We must, like it, this whole thing in Ukraine, terrible. We, but the terrible experience, because this is what God will do. God will take a bad experience and make it good. And he will get the good from it. It's up to us to see the good. And that's what's happening. This is one of those terrible, horrific experiences that we are all going through together, just like the pandemic. But we got to come together. We have to be a blessing, be part of the blessing, get the lessons, and then move on so that this, does, this kind of thing doesn't happen again. But we all have to work together. We can't do it individually. We just don't have the strength or the power to do it individually. So connections are important. So in looking at this experience that I had with being at the brink and being able to come back from the brink, God had a conversation with me and he told me that he gave me everything that I needed. It was up to me to access those tools and to use those tools appropriately. And the thing that I always knew, like I, I am mispurpose. Like I thought I knew purpose and I understood purpose through and through. That's one thing about us. We have to be willing to receive and learn and grow. And as we change, as we have different experiences, our perspectives will change. Mm -hmm. So the beautiful part of this, this experience that I had was I was aware. I became aware of what God really, truly wanted for me. He gave me the gift of writing. And the gift of writing has served me well for many years. I've been a writer all my life for as long as I can remember. I just had one detail that I was missing. The detail that I was missing that he really wanted to capture my attention for was that the writing was not about me. The writing was for others. And to help those who don't have that gift and don't have that talent, don't have that skill, to help them to share their story through writing. Mm -hmm. And the way that we must do that is to be able to connect with one another. So Women of the Power Voice was an opportunity to connect with other women. But I didn't know the power that would come as a result of that to me particularly. And what I do know now is that God had had it for me to connect with women 
not just from the women of the power voice, power voice, but women across the globe. So this was just an introduction to show me the power that it has. Now, I don't have to always be with the same women or anything like that. He gave each one of us, he, he instilled in each one of us an experience that we could take and go forth. That's what we're supposed to do, go forth and multiply. And that's not just bringing bodies into the world, <laughs> bringing babies into the world. That's bringing your gift into the world. Multiply your gift. And now I understand that. I didn't quite have that understanding. I thought it was by me telling my story and, and being able to share my story through my books and my writing and to be able to share my, my lessons and my teachings and all that. But God said, no, sweetie, you're missing a detail. Your detail is to help others do the same. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm working with clients now, working with people, getting their stories out there. And I tell you, it feels so different. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am now in my purpose. But more importantly than being in my purpose, I know that I'm in his purpose. And the purview that he has over me is what I needed to really pay attention to. I got caught up in the distractions of life. And that will that will continue. I'm not even going to sit here and make believe that that's not going to continue. We will still continue to be distracted by things. But you always have to come back to that purpose. That purpose is your core. That's your centering GPS. That's what you need in order to really thrive on earth. All of us that are here on this side of the dirt, that are here on earth, yes, we are, are we're, we're by, just by default of the word, we are survivors. But God wants us to do more than survive. He wants us to thrive. So I just, I just want to just thank God and thank you and the women of the Power Voice for helping me get to a place where I could find the answers to those questions that move. Why am I here? Who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Those central questions that are designed to drive our life, a lot of them were answered for me through the women of the power voice. So I thank you for that. And I know I've babbled a lot. I'm so sorry. I had things on my heart and mind. I wanted to get off. It was beautiful. And now, without being a distraction, I can grab a Kleenex because I wasn't <laughs> expecting tears, okay? <laughs> and they're running down my face. I have a lot of them. When I when I actually tell the story, the tears just flow. And so if you notice, I just kind of darted around things because I didn't want to start the, the tears and the, the, the works, the waterworks, because the waterworks start with me very easy after that experience. And you can't well, stop. The way I give, the more the tears come. Oh, you know, when you talked about having a choice and that even in that moment on the brink, that you had a choice. Yes. I mean, that is so powerful. Um, people need to hear that if they have a choice, you know, mm -hmm. um, a friend of my father's many, many, many years ago was, um, his body had fallen ill and he was in a lot of pain. And <clears throat> I called him and I spoke to him and I, I, I said to him, I said, you know, if cancer could have killed you, it would have done it by now. You have a choice mm -hmm. as to how you go, when you go, you know, 
-hmm. He got off the phone with me and long story short, um, he called to his called to his kids to bring in his eight track. Remember eight tracks? Well, I do. Yes. <laughs> and they began to play an eight track of old hymns that he hadn't listened to in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, he made the decision that he was ready. He was on the brink and he was going over. Mm -hmm. And and he left very peacefully and beautifully. But it set him free to realize that he had a choice. Yes. And that is what you're saying, that even in that moment that you had a choice yes. and that you knew that staying was the right choice, but then you said it wasn't necessarily the easy choice. Right. And circling back to the women of the power voice, when I had that dream literally about the book, and reached out to Yashika, who joined hands with me and ran. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that it was being created to keep you from crossing over. Dr. Angie. Dr. Angie. So powerful. That's that if that that's that's enough reason for me. To, not that I needed a reason, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's the reason, if there was never a book sold, that's reason enough. Yes. Thank you for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're here. Like, we do not know what that choice is that we're making, who we are affecting. I know, I got mine too. <laughs> who we are affecting. When we just say yes. Yes. We and we're saying yes. Oh, we're so excited, and off we go, not knowing what would evolve from that life or death, literally. Yeah. And here now, not just life and death, life and a book coming out of it, a testimony coming out of it, and then you being like Paul saying, Follow me yes. as I follow. And and how it was even um as a prophetic utterance given to, to, to a woman saying, given to one of the women, Hey, y'all need to gather. Yashika knew we all needed to gather and pray for you because you were at a decision-making point. Yes. And God wanted you, you had the, you had the free will to choose what you wanted. Yes. And he wanted you to choose the right choice, not the easy one, the right one. And here we sit today because choices were made yes, yes. oh my gosh just so grateful gratitude is powerful mm -hmm. and you know, when we when we hear that it sounds cliche uh, when we say the attitude of gratitude but i tell you when i say grateful i am grateful and i'm being hit with a lot of different personal things right now but as I'm being hit with them, the one thing that keeps bringing me back and getting me back in focus and back in mind on mission is that I can say this time, three months ago, I was battling and fighting for my life. So this little petting hand stuff that's going on right now, while it seems like it's important, it's not. It's nowhere near as powerful as being at the brink, bring on the brink, being on the brink, 
has opened my eyes to a whole lot of things. It's changed my perspective. And then more importantly than that, it has reminded me and solidified in me the power that God has in our lives. More importantly than that, the power of our choices and the decisions that we make. Because see, God can't do anything in our lives if we don't ask him, if we don't invite him, if we don't open that door. If we keep the door closed, he doesn't, he doesn't come through it. He could, but he doesn't. He chooses not to. It's up to us to open that door. Yes. We open that door in our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our conversations, right. our words, our prayers, our meditations, all those things open that door and leave that door open. Negativity closes that door. Non-belief closes that door. Fighting with God closes that door. Yes. So all these things, we got to look at, do I want the door open or do I want the door closed? Come on. And as for me, in my house, I want the doors open. Yes. So, yeah. So it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, my gosh. It's so much. And, you know, as you're saying that, talking about the door open or the door closed and eternal things come to my mind that in everything that God does, there's an eternal point to it, a eternal purpose mm -hmm. in everything. And an eternal purpose of the women of the power voice was obviously you finishing the race that you were put here to do, you know, and we know now from what you said, that race looks so, carries so many different roles from wife to mom, to preacher, teacher, doctor, you know, all these things that author, writer, that you do, uh, guest on my show, all these things. This is an eternal purpose that God was doing. And every time that we will say yes and allow those doors to be open, practicing gratitude, practicing forgiveness, yes. having that duck's back, I like to say, letting it just splash off and keep going, bringing things to the foot of the cross, help me with this, help me let go, whatever it is that we are keeping that door open or that portal of that open door for those eternal purposes yes. to continue to happen in the earth. Dr. Angie, your story does matter. Your life matters. And it's not even the story that I to the women of the power voice. Isn't that amazing? I have a story that was an amazing story for the women of the power voice. But the story that came out of this is so much bigger. So much bigger. bigger. Oh, my gosh. All right. One more question, if I can ask you before we start to wrap up. You said that you saw the light. And that when people say that they've seen it, <clears throat> that they're telling the truth. Yes. Without giving away your whole book, can you give us a little peek into what that was like to see the light? Oh, my goodness. That was an amazing experience that it's very difficult to put into words. Number one, when you're trying to put it into words and you're trying to share that information with someone, you feel like, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. No, you're not crazy. And what's amazing, I've had this conversation 
with doctors. Now, mind you, when I left the hospital, I left the hospital with eight different doctors for different things. They all have their part in, um, you know, making sure that I am getting and recovering and getting back into my normal, healthy self. Mind you, I was in ICU. I'm not sure if you knew this. I was in ICU for 10 days. Yes. So, yeah, so it was a, a very challenging time. But from that, from doctors, I've been having conversations with doctors and they have solidified for me and confirmed for me that they've heard these stories many times. Mm. So there must be there must be some truth to it. And I know that it is because at, at one point in time, I was thinking, did this really happen? No, I was questioning myself. And God made it clear. Oh, yes, sweetheart. I came to see you. I came to see you. Yes. Yes, we talked and we will work together from this moment forward. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So the light is real. The light is, yes, a physical light that you can see. Yes, I remember the, 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 the light itself. But that's not what I talk of, what I'm really talking about. What I'm really talking about is how your eyes are open. Your perspective is open. It changes. Your heart yes. lights up. It's not just a physical light. Yeah, there's, there is a physical light. Yes, there absolutely is a physical light. But it is more metaphorical for me. Right. In my explanation, trying to get people to see what I saw. And what I saw is choice. We have a choice. Mm. And I choose God. I choose him hands down. And I think that's a good word to end on. There's a there's a hymn, and I'm not gonna sing it because my voice would not allow me to, but it says, My life is in you, Lord, my strength is in you, Lord, my hope is in you, Lord. It's in you. It's in you. Wow, 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 Dr. Angie. Thank you for coming and, and sharing and pulling back the veil a little bit on what you've been through just in recent time. I mean, we're just talking within the last year. Last year, we're starting in the last 90 days. Yes, true. <laughs> so, in the less than a year, with what you have been through, oh my gosh! Yeah, thank oh, you so much. And more, gosh. I I just can't express to you how grateful I am to you that you. And this is the thing: so often we have in our hearts and minds things that we want to do, things that we'll get to when we get around to it. Thank goodness that you express that out loud. Yeah. That you want to do this book. And then thank God that Yashika was there to hear you so that you guys were able to come together and put together this wonderful group of women, this community of women. And one of the things, I don't know if I followed up with this, but it's been on my mind ever since you said it, the movement of women. So thank you. Thank you for being obedient. Thank you for being aware. Thank you for being, uh, for listening. But more importantly than that, thank you for being able to verbalize that. We all have ideas. I have so many ideas in my heart and mind that I've never uttered to anyone. 
And imagine if I had, I might have been talking to the right person to bring it to fruition. And we never knew what that person looks like. They could be old, they could be young, they can be black, they can be white, they can be purple. They right. could, we just don't know. That's why we have to feel good enough about ourselves and our story to share it. Because in sharing your story, look what came out of it. Right. We're talking about the women of the power of worship. We're talking about something else. Mm-hmm. But because you shared your heart and your mind, it brought forth the women of the power voice. Wow. And see, we have to we have to learn to be comfortable in our own skin. Yes. And that's why my husband and I work tirelessly through Empowerment Matters to empower people to become the best version of themselves. The reason that we want to become the best versions of ourselves is because when we are our best, we can give and do our best. And everyone benefits. So how do people follow up with you and stay connected by your book, all of that? Okay. So my book is available uh, in ebook form and it is on Amazon. And my website, my website is drangiegray.com. So www.drangie. G-R-A-Y.com. And I say A-Y because a lot of people think gray. My last name is gray, E-Y, but it's actually A-Y. So drangiegray.com. And if you go to my website, there is some information there where you can put in your contact information and I will get back to you. Now, I will say that uh, I do have somewhat of a presence on social media, but I'm a little slow with social media. It's not my favorite thing to do. If I'm being honest and transparent, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about honesty and transparency here. So if you really want to reach out to me, the best way to do that is to go through my website and drop me an email through there. So it's drangiegray.com. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Angie. And by the way, everybody, that's all in the description. So all you got to do is look at the description and you'll see how to follow up with her. I want to thank you, Dr. Angie for being an eternal purpose in the book, being part of that movement, for saying yes yourself. You said all those things that if we would have just uttered them, if we would have just spoke them, if we would have just stepped out in faith. I'm so glad that you did because you're here today. And even beyond that, there's so much for you to do. Your life is so important to God that the Power Voice movement was created for you. Wow. Wow. That was a mouthful right there. Oh Oh my goodness. I forget that. I hadn't thought of it like that, but oh my goodness, to hear that verbalized in those words, I heard you. Wow. Good. Well, you know, from heaven to, to your heart, right? Yes. And, And so what a beautiful tapestry God has created here today. Yeah, so, love that we are definitely a cult of women who are making a difference in the kingdom. Let us cover you. And you need to write your story. If I can write your story, if I get your story, I can write it in the way that God has poured it into me. I guarantee it will be a blessing. And that's what I learned from when I was there having that talk with him. He told me, your job is to get other people's stories in writing. 
create their legacy, help them to write their legacy so that it lives long beyond their time here on earth. Wow. Oh, Dr. Angie, I'm so moved and touched. Like I said, I had to grab Kleenex here today, more than one occasion. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's been so good. I hope that all of you that have been watching or listening are experiencing the flow of how God creates things, brings the universe into alignment just for you. That's how much he loves you. And so I want to thank you for listening, for viewing today. And I want to thank you, Dr. Angie, for being here and wowing us with this time. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Such a beautiful, awesome opportunity and blessing. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Now, for the, all of you listening, viewing, do us a favor. This story, Dr. Angie's Eternal purpose story needs to be shared. So help us do that. As Mr. Les Brown, our mentor says, light and share it. So would you do that, please? If you will just share it once, if everybody shares it once, send it in an email to somebody, whatever. We'll take the story around the world and lives will be changed. So thank you again for being here. Remember, oh my goodness, if this episode here today doesn't boom this from the heavens, I don't know what will. You are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design, not by default. So go out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge, taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat. She will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.